0: Two centuries ago, your creation of America was the boldest possible affirmation of faith in the future. It's a future you have not just believed in, but a future you have built with your own
1: hands. That was former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown addressing a joint meeting of Congress March 4th, 2009. We opened with Gordon Brown because this episode of C-SPAN's podcast, The Weekly, is our 4th of July episode. Typically on 4th of July, you hear Americans praise America. We're going in a different direction. It's a twist you'll only get from The Weekly. We're only hearing British praise America. Specifically, we hear what British leaders say these days about those days, Revolutionary War days, using language which likely would have surprised and probably outraged the leaders and royalty of Britain back in 1776. For this year's Fourth of July, instead of hearing Americans say how great America is, let's hear the British say it. Nearly 250 years after America gained its independence by fighting the British, today we hear leaders of the United Kingdom make the case for America and teach us some American history along the way. Like Margaret Thatcher, on February 3, 1995, the former Prime Minister gave a speech to the General Assembly of the Commonwealth of Virginia. She opened with praise for Thomas Jefferson, who, as you know, is considered the primary author of the Declaration of Independence. To address this
2: the oldest assembly in the Western Hemisphere, elected by popular vote, is an opportunity I shall never forget, and I thank you for it. Virginia, after all, was the crucible of constitutional liberty. It was from your hallowed soil that so many of the great teachers of democracy arose. It was Virginia that nurtured the great Thomas Jefferson, whose words in your Declaration of Independence still shine as a moral beacon. And we should treasure equally in our times another profound Jeffersonian observation. He said, I would rather be exposed to the inconveniences attending too much liberty than those attending too small a degree in it.
1: On January 26, 2017, former British Prime Minister Theresa May addressed Senate and House Republicans on a retreat. The event was hosted by the Congressional Institute. Theresa May became the first serving foreign head of government to address the conference held that year in historic Philadelphia.
2: And it is here, on the streets and in the halls of this great city of Philadelphia, that the founding fathers first set it down. That the textbook of freedom was written and that this great nation that grew from sea to shining sea was born. Since that day it has been America's destiny to bear the leadership of the free world and to carry that heavy responsibility on its shoulders. But my country, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland has been proud to share that burden and to walk alongside you at every stage.
1: Other British leaders have taught early American history by employing classic British wit, like Tony Blair. On July 17th, 2003, the former British Prime Minister addressed a joint meeting of Congress. Congress had just awarded him its highest civilian honor. Mr. Speaker, sir, my thrill on receiving this award was only a little
0: diminished. I'm being told that the first Congressional Gold Medal was awarded to George Washington for what Congress called his wise and spirited conduct in getting rid of the British out of Boston. (laughs) On our way down here, Senator Frist was kind enough to show me the the fireplace where in 1814 the British had burnt the Congress library. I know
1: this is kind of late, but sorry. <laughs> and then there's Boris Johnson. A little-known fact about Boris Johnson, the former British Prime Minister was born in New York. So he has paid taxes to both America and Britain. He referred to that fact when he was interviewed by Mike Allen on February 13, 2015. At the time, Mike Allen was with Politico and Boris Johnson was mayor of London. And he brought up what happened in 1776.
0: How are your relations with the royals? Do you know this is the most incredible thing? This is the single question that I am asked more than any other. Mike, in, in a, I mean, you know, what happened in 1776, folks? Uh, there's, the, the, I, I cannot believe how often. The only thing people want to know is uh, what, what did you last say to them? What, have you ever met the Queen? What are the what kind of sandwiches do they eat at, at Buckingham Palace? Can you name the Queen's corgis? Uh, and, and it's it, unbelievable. Those are very good questions. Well, I. I it's but what, what I can't get over is, you know, this is a great sovereign republic, uh, and and you took a, you took it a, a big decision there. When uh, uh, in my view, in my view, it was a shame because it's led to the the, 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 the hideous duality of my tax arrangements, uh, and, and it would it would have been much more sensible and economical if we all remained part of the same great Churchillian Commonwealth of English English-speaking peoples, jointly run by London and. Uh, you know, wherever it was, uh, that, that, would be, that would be the way forward.
1: Finally, King Charles. He visited the Reagan White House on November 9th, 1985, and was joined by Princess Diana. In his dinner toast, then Prince Charles offered early American history.
0: I'm also very much looking forward myself to uh, going to the Congress library on Monday and uh, discussing something about the uh, Constitution, of which I know you celebrate the bicentenary in 1987. And I was very intrigued to discover that uh, of the 55 delegates that came to the Federal Convention in 1787, nearly all of them were in their thirties, which just goes to show what an extremely good age mid-thirties is. <laughs> I keep telling myself that because you reminded me about my birthday. I'm not sure I need reminding.
1: By the way, in 1985, Prince Charles was, as he suggested, a week away from his 37th birthday. Today, King Charles is 74. And this July 4th, America will celebrate its 247th birthday. And now, a bonus clip. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill addressed a joint meeting of Congress three times. His final address, January 17th, 1952. And he asked America for help with Britain's independence. I have not come here to ask you for money.
2: To ask you for money to make life more comfortable or easier for us in Britain. Our standards of life are our own business, and we can only keep our self-respect and independence by looking after them ourselves. That is why I have come here to ask, not for gold, but for steel, not for favours, but equipment. And that is why many of our requests have been so well and generously met.
1: That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. Celebrate this year's Fourth of July holiday by helping out the British. Send some web traffic their way by searching and clipping and sharing videos of British leaders. And on this Fourth of July, remember how Queen Elizabeth ended her speech to a joint meeting of Congress, May 16, 1991.
2: You will find us worthy partners, and we are proud to have you as our friends. May God bless America.
1: Thanks for listening. Happy searching. And from C-SPAN Radio, happy Fourth of July.